Hello, hello folks. This is Santosh Shiva. Welcome to another episode of Pranayogi Diaries. In this show, I bring you conversations with people on a journey of fitness and well-being. I hope they spark a new possibility for you, provide some tips and perhaps some inspiration to perspire. My guest today is a popular figure in the Bangalore cycling scene, the one and only Bikey Venki. His story is an inspiration for anyone who thinks good health and well-being and fitness is just for a few. No matter where, how and what shape you're born, you have a choice to live well. And that's his story. We get to talk about how it all started, his journey, what triggered it, how did bicycling become a passion? And by the way, when did running drop off? His adventures in Vermont, the Bangalore scene, and how and why did the podcast come about? Let's dig in. To get your latest updates on these amazing stories, please subscribe to the channel, like the videos, and leave your comments below. Love to hear back from you. Welcome to Ron Yogi Diaries. Vinky. Thank you, Santosh. Great. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I got your full name. I want to at least say it once before we speak to Venkateshwar Rao Navanasi. Welcome. Yes. Yes. Thank I don't you. think many people probably know you as that. <laughs> no. Um, I think some of my earlier friends, uh, uh, early friends uh, know the full name, but uh, not many uh, in the cycling circles also know my full name. Yeah. You're Bikey Venky. Bikey Venky. Yeah. Have you uh, trademarked that? <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> <Time I should. laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I guess I probably should. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you have, you're becoming a famous guy. So may as well trademark it. Right. <laughs> All uh, right. Hey, so uh, Venki, thanks for taking the time to uh, be on the uh, show. Um, you are a accomplished uh, bicyclist and I've uh, been seeing some of your uh, work on uh, your YouTube channel. Very impressive. Um, so look forward to a conversation around your journey, uh, how you got there and all the cool stuff. So there's a lot, lot we're going to talk about today. Um, so before that, I want to kind of hand it back to you and have you do a personal introduction and then we'll jump in. Yes. So I'm um, uh, known as Baiki Vinky uh, in the cycling circles. Uh, Vinky or Venkat uh, in the uh, work area because uh, Venkateshwar Rao uh, is a, f- a mouthful uh, e- even uh, you know in a daily uh, this thing but um, yeah I have started my journey in uh, cycling about 12 years ago and uh, I've been uh, racing for uh, spectrum racing in Bangalore I am uh, from uh, Andhra um, so I'm uh, from uh, a town called uh, Eluru and uh, I've lived uh, f- for about 10 years in Hyderabad and um, then I kind of moved to Bangalore around uh, 10 years ago and I work in IT uh, as most Bangaloreans do I guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I work in the uh, uh, 
see data analytics side of uh, things so and uh, i'm married and have a couple of kids uh, both boys and uh, they keep me busy apart cool. from uh, my cycling yeah data analytics so i'm sure you use all of that in your biking right uh, looking at all the data to crunching it and yeah yeah so reading charts at uh, you know preparing charts and reading charts and re- reading reports and uh, preparing reports at work and uh, doing around the same thing uh, as a coach yeah absolutely so uh, venki um, you know love to maybe spend some time around you know how it all started right um, and uh, what got you into cycling of all the things right uh, not many mm-hmm. people uh, get into cycling um, you know people think it's an expensive hobby <laughs> uh, so they're right t- <laughs> they're right <laughs> there's an expensive bike right behind you right we won't yeah. ask how much you paid for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tell us about how it all started what got you into cycling and fitness in general yeah so that uh, journey is a bit of a story as in um, i have always been a fat kid um, and uh, always have had uh, more than being fat i have always had health issues um breathing issues um, uh, wheezing i think i have uh, a bit of an asthmatic even as a kid so and uh, many many sleepless nights uh, coughing and uh, wheezing not able to sleep not able to breathe um so my mom used to uh, struggle a lot with me uh, i i'm the youngest uh, and uh, you know that's the, uh, and i think most problematic kid she had and uh, she had to uh, you know had uh, uh, keep you know take me around to the hospitals uh, carrying me Uh, not easy carrying a heavy kid like me but she had to uh, do that in those days uh, it's all walking uh, and uh, she used to go around walking uh, from hospital to hospital to uh, you know make sure that i am uh, you know uh, able to breathe again uh, i'm able to uh, you know be okay again and that i still remember those uh, sleepless nights uh, you know and the helpless look on her face as i struggled right and that kind of continued a little bit even when i got married uh, it was my wife uh, this time uh, i remember I, we got married i was working and um, it was my wife who had to uh, you know that sleep, that helpless look now transferred to my wife and i that that um, struggle of sleepless nights and uh, a lot of uh, uh, coughing wheezing all these issues you know continued uh, here and um, that that uh, those painful memories uh, i are what kind of uh, still uh, haunt me and uh, make sure that i stay with the stay the course and coming back so this uh, continued a lot and um, one time around uh, i think i was 
31 years old 31st birthday we went to um, uh, prasad imax in hyderabad uh, to kind of celebrate uh, these 31 years of uh, bad health uh, and uh, i was um, so they have a weighing scale there and i was uh, checking my uh, it, it all that uh, bmi and all that uh, jazz it gives out right so i was checking my weight on that and uh, it showed the uh, 92 kilos and um, it it just told me that uh, you are uh, on the border of being obese and uh, you are 20 kilos overweight and that uh, i looked at that and i looked at my wife uh, she was carrying uh, she uh, is pregnant with my uh, with our uh, first kid um at 6 months uh, into it i think and um, i looked at her and i looked at this and i said okay so i'm going to bring a child into this uh, world and um, i don't think i am going to be around to see him grow um and uh, that thought and uh, you know the fact that and that i'm probably going to be a very bad example for my kid really struck with me that thought um, was something that um, even now when i think about it i kind of get emotional so that my kid even be- before he was born was my motivation to kind of say um, you know you got to do something about this man so mainly it was my health that you know that kind of prompted me so i i tried many times before you know trying to lose weight trying to uh, but i think that strong why was not there for me it was more uh, like i need to look good and all that so that was not strong enough you know and any time i see a biryani or a sweet i think that would that would go off you know to help with looking good let's have you feel know good. that uh, let's let's feel, let's feel good now and um, but this time i think that why was there uh, i need to be uh, a good uh, i need to be able to take care of my family So when, uh, when did this happen? I mean, this was while sitting was, in the hospital. You had this uh, realization just sitting there at the hospital. No, no. So no, uh, this was in Prasad Saimax when I, uh, you know, we went to celebrate uh, my first. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my birthday, right? Thirty-first uh, birthday, two thousand eight. It was uh, February two thousand eight, and uh, I said, okay. this is something i need to do about this and um, so the next day um, i think on the way back home i uh, we stopped at a badminton um, a sports uh, this thing and uh, uh, bought a badminton racket because uh, i used to see uh, my uh, in my apartment people used to play badminton so i said okay let from tomorrow i am going to uh, start badminton it's like uh, one of those uh, you know many resolutions uh, before <laughs> many new year resolutions or birthday resolutions but this time i had a you know strong enough uh, reason to say okay i i need to stick with this 
so i next day morning i turned up uh, to play badminton uh with these uh, uh at that time i was uh, you know i don't i didn't consider myself an uncle but uh, with these uncles <laughs> these uh, you know uh, uncles um, uh, to play and uh within 5 minutes i was out i had to you're playing with fit uncles uh, i you need i at, at least they were way fitter than me right so i was uh, out in 5 minutes i was just uh, had to sit uh, on the sidelines and uh, gather my breath as i as they continued to play right and this was which year this was 2008 2008 yeah and but i said i i managed to uh, get out get out of the bed the next morning and uh, go there again and uh, go there the next day next day and i kept at it but um, as, as i went on i said okay i need to get better at it slowly i kept get uh, getting better at it but i kind of picked up a habits of uh, say warming up before say uh, running around the apartments a few rounds before starting before that i kind of uh, actively hated running because <laughs> i i i just couldn't run right very very so, few people love running no yeah I, after, I think, after after childhood at least yeah 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 once you passed your 6th uh, or 7th year of life human beings forget running at least in, <laughs> yeah. in urban life <laughs> yes yes go ahead so i i before that i actively hated running because i couldn't run right so i thought um, you know i couldn't run if my life life depended on it but this time i actually felt that uh, my life actually depended on it mm-hmm. so i said okay i need to get better at this uh, i need to get better the badminton was uh, the uh, you know distraction for me so i said i need to get better at that uh, playing with these uncles so i i uh, you know i used that as a motivation to get better at running and then i chanced upon a bit of yoga on tv i said okay let me try this and uh, that really helped with my flexibility my breathing and uh, everything and uh, i i kept get bettering uh, uh, better at uh, badminton i got to the level where uh, i was able to play non stop for an hour and not be tired uh, with it and um, in the process and i badminton. also and in yeah. badminton i think if you're not a very good player you get a better workout right <laughs> no no you got to move move the move around the court otherwise you are just standing and saying tang yeah, tang yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so that way i kind of uh, got better at it and um, also during that i um, made sure that i'm eating only what i needed instead of uh, uh, consuming jumbo sized meals every day yeah so did somebody so, tell you that to size your meal or was it just your own instinct no i i you know i it's my own uh, thing it, it was at this point of time i was experimenting with a lot of things um had to 
had to uh, think uh, started eating early uh, mm. and light dinners mm. um and so that it's also the uh, motivation to um, uh, lose weight right mm. so so that i could i could move better on the court right so all that and uh, i in that 8 months i lost about 16 kilos Mm. um and by the time that um so october 2008 um i from 92 to i came to 76 wow yeah and by the time my kid was born and he was 6 months old and uh, i said okay i i used to uh, take him around uh, in, around the apartment to walk him and all that i had to uh, spend some time with him work and uh, uh, now uh, every hour, morning an hour or two for my workout i thought okay so we need to uh, think about uh, making this sustainable okay because i know i many times before i thought uh, i have done this uh, lost a bit of weight and uh, then quickly went back and this time i said okay i'm not doing that right so i had to find a way to uh, make this sustainable so i was thinking it was going at the back of my mind i was researching how to make this sustainable so that's when um, a thought of cycling came into the picture uh, because uh, i was commuting to work um i was working in high tech city at that time in hyderabad so i said um um i go to work every day on my scooter why not uh, go by a cycle and uh, that would give me the workout and that is something that i do every day so that um, thought came into the picture and uh, i i began researching um about cycles and stuff that's when i uh, found an online forum um, called bike zone so question uh, for you there right so yeah. what happened to running you just dropped running in the process it was it it was uh, going on so okay. i i was uh, i was running uh, 5k 10k uh, so my my sister's home was uh, about 5k from my home um uh, so i was living in um, miyapur in hyderabad and uh, she was living in chandanagar at that time so i used to run to her home i say hi and to run back home uh, back to my home it was kind of fun uh, uh, fun way to uh, you know get a run in so, so i, you I was running so you didn't branch into so as a part of your thinking about making it sustainable it, you didn't mm. think of branching into being a marathoner or you you didn't think of that yeah the thought of marathon marathoning and stuff came in later because okay. i i did not uh, at that time i did not consider myself a runner or anything i was just um, running to uh, get better at badminton right, at that point of right, time right, right. so i was just uh, using it as a you know cross training as such i right, guess right. so i didn't consider myself a runner at all and um, um yeah so i was uh, yeah i was uh, looking for cycling yeah. yeah 
so i i uh, looked up and uh, did a lot of research online and uh, but i i found out that there are a uh, ex- uh, lot of expensive bicycles out there i i kept visiting bike shops looking at the all those expensive bikes uh, which i then considered expensive bikes and uh, like okay come back and think about it all that thing and then i ended up buying a hero hawk um which is a 3900 uh, rupee uh, indian bike with i think it was some six gears or something and um, i um, that's like that's like the walmart equivalent bike over here in the us is it yeah i guess Hawk, like yeah yeah, yeah basic bike you know de- got it de- definitely definitely walmart equivalent hero hero cycles is a big uh, uh, manufacturer here so the all the dudwala cycles that you see uh, okay got it <laughs> yeah okay uh, but this one uh, is a kind of uh, uh, r- road racer version of uh, their uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cycle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. it has the bent handlebars and everything but it is uh, equally crappy right so i got that uh, in uh, king koti in hyderabad and um, rode back to uh, my place which which was about 20 kilometers uh, ride so that was an exhilarating uh, feeling riding so the bike uh, the bike was good then the bike was good for that purpose at least absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah. it 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 uh, does a great job uh, of you know for short distances and commutes it is perfect so i rode back uh, from uh, from the place and i was like wow this is i was sweating uh, by the buckets but it felt really good and uh, i said uh, i started commuting to office on that and people uh, in the apartment uh, gave strange looks to me but uh, i said uh, yeah that's okay and, and it was like, 2008 right it was still not biking culture was not still very Uh, huge in yeah, india yeah but e- even even now i think uh, the people uh, people got somewhat used to it but people who uh, have no connection to biking or anything will still look at you as a strange being right from from mars uh, or something all those yeah <laughs> cooling glasses and spandex and yeah yeah so, so it, it's a uh, like, question for you right um, yeah What about so when you were riding to work during those mm. days did you have mm. facilities at work to change and things like that how did you manage that Yeah so there are no facilities uh, uh, to change or anything i used to uh, ride in my work clothes so just um, people had to deal with your deal with you basically yeah the basically uh, <laughs> yeah, at least i tried i tried to um, uh, be considerate in uh, as much as uh, you know try to sweat a little less a little less or put go, a spray on just before getting to <laughs> <the> office <laughs> go go a little slower and uh, say okay deal with it yeah 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 so i i, I rode uh, informals and um, and didn't change or anything i just went into the uh, washroom before uh, getting started wash myself wipe myself and said uh, uh, get started that's kept it uh, as simple as that awesome yeah, yeah. cool when there's a will there's a way <laughs> yeah <laughs> no excuses exactly. right 
no but, excuses so but so this I, was in 2009 right 2009 or 2008 yeah yeah uh, october 2008 uh, october 23rd 2008 was when i picked up the bike and started commuting okay. so yeah people were uh, giving a strange look but eventually when uh, they uh, realized that this this guy is doing something they they the same people come back and they appreciate you right yeah. in the apartment or wherever right so you you got to do what you got to do yeah and yeah. Um, so i was commuting but um, i quickly realized that that 7 km commute Uh, two and seven kilometer commute back is not doing me anything, so it was not enough. Uh, the endorphins that I was getting from uh, one hour, one and a half hour workout is not the same thing that I'm getting from the commute. Mm. I uh, then I decide I um, thought what to do, so I started riding more in the weekends. Mm-hmm. so i was uh, doing weekend rides um i was uh, joining uh, uh, hyderabad bicycling club rides uh, where people uh, the, a couple of uh, uh, guys expert guys uh, who were working with microsoft and stuff like that they were uh, organizing uh, bike rides around uh, hyderabad on the routes that none of us locals knew <laughs> so i w- they were showing uh, us our own city and the <laughs> regions uh, around our city and it was uh, fun to uh, join their rides and uh, you know get to know our own city that way yeah um, so i was uh, joining those rides and uh, getting uh, uh, better at uh, you know longer and longer distances um and that's the and it became a you know so the commute became a secondary thing mm-hmm. by that time and uh, i began to enjoy uh, uh, that uh, air in my whatever uh, little hair i had at that time uh, you know that feeling of being outdoors um, a lot more and uh, that became the primary thing you know i was okay. l- looking forward to the weekend to so that i can go out and ride i was starting to do one or two weekday rides in the morning before uh, and it was it was uh, it, that became a passion uh, in itself the cycling um, and uh, i think badminton and everything else took a backstage at that point right. of time yeah right fine cool and and then you moved to bangalore uh um, so 2009 no. 2000 no so what happened was in 2009 i happened to uh, uh move to us for a year on work and which part uh, which part were you in vermont oh okay nice yeah beautiful that, beautiful part of the um, oh man what an amazing uh, place it, it it kind of gives you I, i think if i was lucky that uh, uh, in us that was one place that i landed up in because that felt like heaven for me it, um, it i were i got there um, just as the fall was ending and mm. still the fall colors were there and um, it quickly um, uh, moved into uh, that grace 
of the winter and um, so i when i got there uh, before i got there i started researching about the bike shops that are there uh, so uh, you know because no way i am going to bring my bike uh, that yeah. 3000 rupee uh, clunker uh, to the us i said okay i'll i'll probably go buy a bike there and continue riding so i i was researching um, about the bike shops there and i found okay there is there is uh, something called uh, on a river bikes and there is something called a community uh, bike shop uh, uh, where you can volunteer um, your effort and you can you know build your own bike uh, so i um, that happened to be like in the same lane that uh, same street uh, that i was staying the uh, community bike shop so i i went there and uh, it used to operate on a couple of days a week two three days a week on the evenings so after work i used to go there uh, to volunteer um, uh, and so fi- basically fixing the old bikes and make them rideable again so that so so did you have those skills Uh, by then in uh, you learned that in hyderabad or you learned that no. when you came no no okay. so the bi- the community bike shop they ta- taught us how to fix bikes oh nice uh, so it's like volunteering there to fix bikes so yeah. uh, by learning right so so that uh, uh, fix those old uh, uh, bikes and uh, sell them for cheap so that the bike cycling com- uh, culture uh, mm. you know continues mm. so is like Uh, 30 40 dollar uh, kind of uh, you know uh, they used to sell for 30 40 dollars and so that uh, you know the thing kept going and um, so if you volunteer for 8 hours uh, there you are eligible for uh, uh, picking up any parts there and building your own bike okay so after uh, um, i think a month or two i was eligible for that so i started building my own bike i um, uh, i ha- i happened to uh, like a f- uh, old a new f- new frame unused uh, old frame and uh, built a, uh, with the help of the guys there built a, my own mtb that wow. was a, yeah that was a cool experience yeah, so yeah. that was really really satisfying and you know i was beaming uh, you know walking uh, walking back to my apartment with my uh, uh, you know with the bike i built it, it was something and uh, then i started riding uh, uh, through the winters uh, on that bike uh, on that mtp i i remember one day i i went for a uh, i think 100 km ride or something i i had to start in the afternoon because that is the only time when it kind of uh, got some light so i went around and came, by the time i came back it was dark and uh, 6 o'clock and it was quite dark and uh, i lifted the bottle up and uh, i could feel the ice no water was coming so it was that but you uh, know what is surprising is um, yeah. I, i i find biking in winter is yeah. difficult because there's wind and it it is lot colder than the still temperature there's also wind yeah. uh, wind chill so i'm yeah. quite impressed that you were able to do that coming from hyderabad to vermont and that chill temperature you're doing rides outside that's that's amazing 
Yeah, because um, uh, I quickly realized, um, you know, when I came there, right, um, uh, it was just uh, the end of fall, as I said, and uh, the grace started, grace of the winter started taking over. And I was, uh, I was really feeling depressed. And uh, I, I could feel myself quite down all the time. Uh, initially, I thought I was just missing my family because I went there alone uh, because it was, you know, a relatively short uh, term. I said, okay, I'll just go and uh, come back. So I was uh, uh, attributing that to missing the family, but then quickly realized this is something that, uh, you know, I'm not getting uh, enough exercise and I'm feeling depressed. So um, luckily enough, there was some um, uh, in the uh, company that I was working, there was something called a lunchtime um, uh, uh, activity group, hiking group. And uh, I, uh, a, a nice uh, guy called uh, Dave King, uh, he used to uh, kind of help us, help uh, uh, us uh, go around. He's a uh, marathoner and uh, he designed a lot of those. Uh, I think uh, he and Rob Lavazza, he they de- devised a lot of trails around that uh, mm-hmm. uh, National Life Hill. And... Uh, I join. I happened to join them uh, in those, you know, afternoons to hike. So the first day I went there, uh, I went there with my winter heavy coat, uh, and uh, I was within the ten minutes. I was sweating a lot, and uh, you know, it was it became quite heavy. And they they told me that if you you need to think of uh, layering instead of uh, you know heavy coats and stuff so i picked up uh, th- uh, these things about uh, how to dress uh, for workouts in winter and uh, all that That's so cool. yeah, yeah so otherwise uh, you would have had a frostbite right uh, biking uh, yeah so like that yeah so i was i was layering uh, like three four layers um and uh, uh the uh, two three layers of gloves uh, in uh, outers and all that and then uh, uh, multiple layers inside one wicking layer and uh, yeah. you know something that to keep warm and all that so i think three four layers i think most of them uh, were from walmart but uh, you know they they did the job the work yeah yeah so, so I, one, I was one so one takeaway right uh, um, i think that is a good takeaway for anyone listening to this or especially somebody who's beginning to even think of a cycling journey is what you did in the community shop because mm. i personally think if you know how to meddle with the machine your relationship yeah. with bicycling is a lot enhanced um, yeah. i mean i do bicycling i've done bicycling but I, I'm very uh, uncomfortable with the mechanicals of it. Like uh, I'm always scared that, you know, the chain's going to come out. Or I'm going to have a flat. And I hate the idea of, you know, getting stuck in the middle of nowhere and some, you know, having to fix all that. But I think what you did there is commendable because I'm sure that comes very handy in, in all your long rides, right? It, it, it definitely does. You, you don't need to know everything, but you need to know a few basic uh, uh, maintenance things. 
right yeah. uh, that's why the uh, uh, some of the shops even here in bangalore uh, kind of organize these maintenance uh, workshops yeah. so that they can teach these guys um, you know teach the beginners and how to kind of uh, do basic maintenance yeah. they they uh, uh, those actually come in really handy i think uh, yeah uh, shops like crankmeister and bots and all these thing uh, they they do this and as you said they, that's really useful when you are uh, yeah. out on a 100 km ride uh, maybe out in the uh, you know, 50 kilometers away from bangalore oh, yeah. no one is going to come and help you you know there. at least in india if you are stuck yeah. in the middle of nowhere you have villages you can go to a tea shop you can hang out you know in the us yeah. if you get stuck in the middle of nowhere it is really oh. in the middle of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> you just have to wait till you get help if you can't Absolutely. you can't fix it yourself absolutely so, yeah yeah okay yeah please go ahead so you were we were in vermont yeah i was in vermont i was um, i was riding uh, you know riding that uh, mtb um, uh, around and uh, you know trying to uh, you know get some workout and i was dr- doing those um, lunch time uh, hikes and uh, i was trying to uh, do some lunch time they were they used to have a mountain bike uh, rides as well on the tra- uh, lunch time and then i uh, started uh, i realized that uh, more than riding it's uh, easier to run during the those times uh the winter times that's when i uh, began to think as a runner i said okay there was a Ver- uh, vermont marathon that happens in may of may every year so i said okay let me uh, sign up for that uh, that i ha- at that point of time i haven't even done a half marathon or anything i think 10k is were the regular thing for me i said uh, i want to do a marathon now and uh, i signed up for that so and i started running more in those um, the winter uh, uh, climates i think i remember uh, my first uh, long run um, i i gradually built up to it 10k 15k and then my first uh, 21k was uh, i think almost in minus 8 degrees wow. uh, <laughs> in vermont and uh, that i remember i still remember um, uh, coming back uh, from that run see, uh, so elated so pumped up that you know 21 k i done uh, you know and uh, that runners high they talk about right so i think i had i uh, had that runners <laughs> high at that point of time and, and uh, i i came back and sat on my computer and uh, wrote a poem about uh, oh, wow <laughs> that <laughs> that was uh, that was do really send me funny. the poem we'll put it on the show notes <laughs> sure sure that that was uh, you know that was kind of uh, my uh, running journey but uh, that running journey kind of was cut short because of an injury that i picked up um, oh. on, on one of those long runs i think uh, it was my third or uh, third um, uh, long run or something uh, the third half marathon distance and uh, I, i think it was a case of uh, too much too soon or something mm-hmm. so uh, i went half a then i uh, started feeling my left knee 
uh, IT IT band, and uh, I I stopped to check what uh, what is wrong, and then I couldn't start running again. So yeah. I had I had to walk back the entire ten eleven k home, and then I it kind of got got you know got okay after a bit. But whenever I uh, picked up, uh, if I, whenever I got to like ten mile mark, it began um, hurting again. It began. So that explains. Up. So I guess yeah. I had that question. I guess that explains yeah. why you're not runny winky and you became bikey winky. That's yeah. that's that is where the scene changes. <laughs> yes, that's where the scene changes. I guess. because um, i was uh, uh, you know uh, uh, riding a bit but that did not hurt while riding yeah. so the only thing that you know the itb only flared up when i was uh, increasing the distance beyond you know close to 10 miles and stuff right. so right. the the marathon that i signed up for never happened so i never become a marathon runner as yeah. such rest is history uh, Rest is history. Rest is history. That runner's high. That runner's high lasted uh, very little time at that point of the, time. The running community lost Rani Venki. <laughs> we we handed them over to the bikers. <laughs> yeah. So the the story behind the name itself is funny uh, because um, the bikey Venki uh, name, right? That. Uh, when um, i i signed when i was researching for cycling when i signed up for uh, this uh, online forum i told i mentioned mm. before about bike zone so there the, uh, india there are like ton of venkis ton of yeah. srinivasas and all that right south india right so uh, there is on that forum there are a few uh, venkis already one was uh, wheel sports venki who is uh, quite famous here and he's is uh, a great guy so uh, he's he um, he's he runs a shop and called wheel sports so i said okay he is a wheel sports thing he is uh, you know he is more of a shop guy more than a rider i said okay i i what name should i choose uh as i said uh, to for the login name right i said bikey venki to just to distinguish myself as a rider and that kind of uh, struck um so i used to write a lot of my uh, ride reports and stuff on that and uh, whenever uh, i uh, blogged a kind of signed off with as bikey venki and uh, self so that that kind of struck yeah nice that's a good brand name <laughs> so and um, yeah so i i kept uh, because of that injury uh, i kept uh, riding hmm. um i picked up a fixed gear bike um, and this was uh, this was when you got back to india you still in vermont or uh, i was in vermont um uh, so in that may that run uh, marathon did not happen but uh, that may first uh, uh, there was a bike uh, uh, bike exchange kind of thing where uh, old uh, bikes um, are dropped off at a bike shop and uh, uh, they are up for sale 
and you very competitive prices and stuff so i was looking for a bike um i had that mtb that i built but i was looking i was all i all um, had a fixie um uh, to be picked up uh, you know at the back of my mind i i happened to go uh, along with a friend to help him uh, pick a small bike for his uh, daughter and i saw this bike um, shiny bike and it's a fixed gear bike and i said okay this is i really fell in love with that and um, so that i uh, immediately uh, pick that up and uh, by the time i someone was already you know having an eye on it uh, picked up but i was just uh, walking uh, behind them uh, you know all the time so that uh, whenever they decide not to go for it i would pick up so they i think they kind of noticed uh, that i'm really interested in it and said you can have it so that uh, that uh, was my first uh, kind of uh, a real bike i would say um uh, that is uh, what i called uh, uh, the bulldog it had a bull bullhorn kind of uh, handlebars and stuff so i gave it a nickname uh, called bulldog and uh, i used to ri- ride around on that fixed gear bike uh, Uh, you know all the time so from the shop i went to the shop on my uh, mtb right so i mm. uh, i kept my uh, mtb at home and uh, i picked uh, after i uh, picking up this bike i just went out for a 50k ride and came back uh, i really loved that bike and i wow. uh, so i kept uh, yeah, riding on a fixed on a fixed gear yeah fixed uh, 50k on a fixed gear bike and also in vermont it's quite hilly there are no big mountains but it's quite uh, you know quite hilly and wow. uh, yeah i i really fell in love with it uh, thankfully it had uh, brakes uh so that uh, on the downhills you can uh, control the speed <laughs> otherwise you would just uh, go off uh, so i kept riding uh, that bike and uh, thankfully i um, i loved it so much that uh, i couldn't leave leave it back uh, in vermont uh, mm. uh, so i happened to bring it back with me mm, nice um so and you still i have kept it? i still you have, still it. have it? oh nice yeah that is my uh, commuter now okay. uh, i i use that for uh, uh, commute purposes uh, to office and everything i think that so that is my most used bike and uh, the um, best 150 dollar investment that i ever done right yeah. Yeah. the best 150 dollar impulse buy ever <laughs> and it's a collectible almost right it, oh, it is it it's is part of Because... your your whole persona and you know your your kids are going to own it and say hey this is my dad's you know collectible uh, yeah it's a big yeah. story behind it right it's it's just yeah, not a bike is. right it's it is just bike. not a bike because um i came back and i uh, actually uh, kept riding that uh, in uh, hyderabad uh, and uh, after coming back from hyderabad the in uh, yeah at the end of uh, uh, i came back in september uh, time frame and then started looking for uh, new jobs and stuff and uh, that's when uh, i found a job in um, bangalore um, i was 
uh, very reluctant to move uh, around that time because hyderabad you are uh, you know you spent 10 years there and you love the place and all that so come the prospect of moving to hyderabad was not very um, you know appeasing for me and uh, but uh, very reluctantly i moved but once i moved here uh, with uh, all the biking around and stuff i i i thought i would go back to hyderabad uh, maybe find another job uh, in 6 months and go back but uh, in 6 months i i said okay I, this is a lovely place you know <laughs> so i i that thought of going back kind of uh, went back <laughs> which part of bangalore are you in i am uh, near ramurthinagar okay okay yeah yeah you know cool. so there's a, the bangalore um, biking scene is pretty pretty big right i mean i i used to remember i i visit bangalore almost every year right and mm-hmm. i left bangalore in 2000 around 2000 uh, right. you know back then of course there was no such scene <clears throat> mm-hmm. but i every time i used to visit back i think around 2007 and 8 9 i used to see uh, cyclists on the on the airport road and um, you know uh, yeah especially on the airport road right near that yeah. lake and stuff yeah <clears throat> and i used to think wow that's so that's so cool and everybody looking very cool and everything in everybody is in a peloton and i was like wow yeah. this there's something going on here <laughs> yeah 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 so 2008 uh, 2010 december when i came uh, to bangalore the uh, very uh, next week um, uh, this something uh, called tour of nilgiri's uh, uh, cool off party was happening mm-hmm. and um, i i happened to get crash that uh, uh, cool off party because uh, 2008 when i uh, around the time i started uh, cycling is when uh, tour of nilgiri's also started Okay. okay and that was uh, at the back of my mind all the time you know this is cool you know 900 kilometers to 1000 kilometers in one week in all those hills um and riding and coming back is so awesome so that was something of an aspiration uh, for me as well uh, so when i heard that this school of party was happening uh, and i was in bangalore that week and um, so i went and get crashed that party and uh, i was listening to the experiences the stories of those riders uh, you know sharing how uh, was the tour experience for them and i was uh, listening wide eyed and i was like wow this i need to do and uh, that is when uh, I, so i signed up when uh, registrations for uh, 2011 tour happened i immediately signed up um, so that was your uh, first first time you rode that the yeah 2000 2011 was the first 2011. time i rode the tfn so tell me uh, back in 2011 right uh, especially if you're riding from bangalore to hassan chikmagalur that area Mm. Uh, those red roads were not in great shape for uh, even cars um, or was it already fixed when you started no 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 not uh, the roads were not that great right especially not from that, that uh, main highway when you go into uh, you know belur side that road was pretty bad shape i remember uh, so uh, yeah so the, we uh, our route did not go through belur and stuff but okay. um, a lot of these routes were not, not 
great roads i remember uh, you know especially a couple of stretches uh, near and around madikeri and stuff were really bad and uh, one of those tours we had to kind of they were so bad that uh, uh, we had to uh, take a bus across um, and uh, put the uh, cycles in a, a, a truck and go it kind of uh, you know floated uh, because they were so bad and people were afraid you know they'll fall and injure themselves and stuff like that so the the common common uh, term for most non bikers is mm. uh, biking is a ball squash ki effort right and <laughs> and if you are on those roads man i yeah. i can't imagine what the state of affairs is right <laughs> yeah 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 you got to yeah. come out the other side pretty hurt yeah okay cool yeah, yeah. go ahead so that uh, yeah signing up for tfn in 2011 was re- really kind of a life changing experience for me um, because that was something that i was really looking forward to there uh, and uh, when my uh, uh registration got accepted uh i was like uh, i was very elated and uh, at the same time really scared uh, because um i had that uh, fixed uh, fixed gear bike uh, that's the only bike i had and uh, i was like uh, so i decided to do the um uh, uh, tfn on that bike uh it became a kind of challenge and also because uh, that's the only thing that i could afford at that time uh, i was not in a place where i could uh, uh, put money for a road bike or something so i said okay le- um, let me take this up as a challenge and uh, do it on a fixed gear bike and uh, yeah so i began to kind of uh, train like a madman because i was super afraid um, that was uh, that first time i started riding weekdays uh, instead of just weekends so from weekend warrior i became a more of a regular cyclist training for tfm so i started riding tuesday uh, tuesdays thursdays i think some some wednesdays so i used to go uh 25 uh, km out 25 km back before uh, before work get ready for work and get back on the bike and uh, go go for uh, work so that uh, that became a kind of uh, daily mantra for me and uh, so that uh, that year um i leading up to tfn i ended up riding almost 10000 km wow. and um, lost an, another 12 kilos so that is that, that is a, that is quite a huge mileage yeah so I, because i was <laughs> super scared so that kind of that fear uh, uh, drove me to uh, drove me out of the bed and said okay go go and do it 10000 miles on the single gear bike yeah and the fixed gear bike yeah fixed gear bike that that must have built your quads oh yeah so by the i was um, um i used to ride with um, i used to see uh, my current teammates uh, riding uh, on the same routes on shivas road they used to just fly past like that <laughs> and um, i was like oh, wow these guys are so fast 
so I, at that time my my speeds were like 25 kmph at max and uh, these guys uh, on their chatty rides used to do 30 kmph and stuff and uh, i was like uh, wow so and uh, by august or september like that i was able to um, keep up with their with them on uh, their uh, easy chatty rides um so i i they used to keep chatting and uh, riding easy and i was uh, huffing and puffing and hanging on to their wheels uh, at the back and uh, but, you, by, but you were but you were building your aerobic system while they were not yeah so so slowly i was like uh, you know improving yeah. and by the time december rolled in by by the time uh, tfn was uh, close by um i still remember that day uh, i think a couple of days before the tour or something uh, my friend rajesh nair and uh, mohan uh, uh, kumar they were my teammates were riding my current teammates they were riding and uh, i was uh, behind their uh, wheels they were doing some last speed work or something they were going fast and i was on their wheel like uh, you know as if my life depended on it like whoa that was such an exhilarating experience and by the time by the end of the ride they looked back and looked at me and they were like wow <laughs> you call you kept up and they were really impressed and by the time i was in really top shape and uh, the tour itself um, went really well because i was i was uh, really in good shape by that time with all the mileage and these uh, you know unplanned speed work trying to hang on to these uh, faster guys um, really built my uh, uh, capacity up and uh, in the tour itself um, although i was really apprehensive i was really uh, afraid i was able to do well and uh, finish in uh, almost top 10 Uh, in wow. those hundred people on that fixed gear bike, and, and yeah. what about hills on a fixed gear bike? How did you do it? You, you must so have the, some really strong legs to do that. Yeah. So what um, uh, what happened was uh, I I was really afraid uh, of hills because obviously you know uh, climbing up Wooty and all that is really uh, challenging, right? Uh, so <clears throat> just to kind of uh, uh, be mentally and physically ready to even uh, before registering also. i wanted to test myself whether i could actually climb on this so in 2011 may i went to uti with a friend uh, so we drove down and we uh, we start we uh, decided to climb up uti so we stayed in masangudi and uh, you know uh, first uh, first day we tried uh, through sigur ghat the kalahati ghat and uh, the second day we uh, decided okay easier side is godalur side so let's first day when we are fresh let's try the harder uh, uh, side uh, kalahati side and that was uh, that was easily the worst day of my life on a bike <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that kalahati on that fixie is completely nuts you can't uh, even the uh, jeeps uh, you even cars struggle up that uh, mm-hmm. steep climb 
and uh, with i had a 42 at the front and 15 uh, at the back that gear was completely nuts for that uh, uh, gradient and uh, that it hit me so hard that uh, it it was mentally so taxing not just physically i was down and out in you know in the in the gutter in no time and i was like really afraid uh, that okay what i if this is something you know so difficult how am i going to do something like tfn so by the time i was able to do like go i think one third of the way my friend uh, called up uh, and said where are you by the time he climbed up and uh, he said uh, where are you and said i said i think i am in you know one third of the way and he said dude turn back because it is going to only get tougher because it's going to get steeper uh, on uh, you know and as you go i said okay i uh, uh, swallowed my pride and uh, you know tucked my tail in the <laughs> and then uh, uh, got down and uh, i was really down uh, that day but then the second day we went uh, Uh, on uh, on the other side godalur side and um, we were riding we started climbing i mean we started riding we were thinking the climb would start now the climb would start now the climb would start now and uh, we we completed like uh, we we reached paikara and uh, said dude i think this is the climb <laughs> because the first day climb was so steep yeah. that this side didn't feel like a climb we were chatting and going at we were going at a you know 10 km per hour speed but we were chatting and climbing at very you know uh, easy pace but we were able to do that so yeah. i said that gave me a confidence that okay maybe it is it is not that big a deal because that year tfn was on this side the easier side mm-hmm. not the kalahati side um so i came back and uh, but i decided uh, you know uh, i need to train more on these hills so um i i once i came back to bangalore i every weekend i used to go to nandi do repeats on that um the first time i went to nandi on that was like a struggle like uh, i um, much before i used i stopped for like three times or something did it in 45 minutes or something and uh, by the time tfn came around i did it in 26 minutes uh, and was like that that was that was uh, over a period of time i kept kept at it kept uh, going back and kept repeating and uh, kept the uh, uh, built that ability to climb right right <clears throat> so by by the time tfn came around it was uh, uh, on the hills i was uh, keeping up with everyone and maybe going going faster uh, uh, than some uh, you know some of them but uh, everyone used to drop me uh, uh, on the downhills because i couldn't keep up the care, keep the cadence up yeah. uh, to uh, to stay stay with them on the downhills so it was it was a fun experience yeah cool so fast forward now uh, you been doing this for for some time so have you been doing the uh, the nilgiri store every year 
Yeah. So uh, from 2011, I have done tour of Nilgiris every year till 2019. Uh, cool. So 2020 did not happen. Mm-hmm. So that would have been my tenth tour if I nice. um, if that happened. So I'm looking forward to 2021 so that I could do that. Yeah. Nice. So how do you do? You just enjoy the ride now, or do you kind of benchmark yourself? Uh, trying to get better every year in the same tour or how, how do you how do you uh, keep yourself excited about doing this every year yeah so that that is uh, um, what i've done is i've taken um, a, a role of a blogger for the tour okay um, so the first year when i wrote that tour i used to come back and blog about that tour okay. because i was so excited uh, through the night i you know till 11 12 in the night i used to sit and blog about it and people loved that blog Okay. um and uh, they so the organizers the next year said uh, come come on the tour as a blogger okay. uh, so, uh, then i said uh, you, if you allow me to ride i'll i will uh, come otherwise i i don't i don't want to just come and blog and go because i don't feel anything if i if i'm not riding yeah yeah so um now uh, my focus uh, on the tour after that had been to kind of uh, uh, sh- give that experience share that experience uh, with uh, with everyone and um, uh, although i kind of uh, there is that performance uh, goal as well uh, in the, in terms of uh, you know trying to improve on some of those segments mm-hmm. and uh, trying to do well and i have uh, in the process i've won the masters category a couple oh, of nice. years uh, 2016 and 17 like that but um, the focus has been about you know sharing that experience uh, uh, on uh, sharing the great nature of the tour with uh, a wider audience because i i personally feel that anyone who uh has anything to do with cycling in india uh has to experience uh, this tour it is it is such an experience yeah more than just i, I got to it. see that through your videos and you also been blogging about it now right yes uh, yes so 2019 you vlogged and uh, i could yeah seriously yeah. uh go through the ride with you guys that's nice very yeah. nice so is that what got you also to start on the channel uh, the the blogging kind of became a vlogging thing um yeah the the story behind the cha- uh, podcast is a little uh, different because um, yeah i although i have been uh, on this journey uh, cycling journey for all these 12 years um, i i struggled with my weight um, almost almost every year because um i i come to a point and then uh, i think uh, still in my mind i see myself as that fat dude so you're the, you're uh, the fat guy with skinny body <laughs> yeah i guess so i see myself as that fat dude i think that subconsciously um uh, kind of uh, self sabotaging uh, thing is a kind of 
ticks in and say, says okay you can't be this lean now and i i tend to put on weight uh, almost every year this kind of <clears throat> falling off the wagon happens so so this happens in spite of your activity or is it because your activity slows down as so the activity it's it's a it's a bit of a both i think it's um, yeah, sometimes i just uh, uh, i just lose focus in um, even the whatever goals i have won't matter or anything um, and i just fall off the wagon completely i think both mentally and physically in the sums uh, i i tend to eat yeah eat a lot more indisciplined and uh, lose focus and uh, I, although uh, i think it kind of uh, happened more often or i am perceiving it more often once i started coaching um, uh, in 2016 right uh, in 2016 i started coaching um, uh, for cycling and uh, uh, helped a, a couple of guys uh, do well at nationals and uh, 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 do well at events like tour of nilgiris and stuff like that and i quite enjoy the process but what has uh, it has done is that um, uh, Uh, this is work 9 to 5 work is there uh, and afterwards this coaching thing is there and then uh, my own training mm. right so i think this kind of um, uh, my during this process my own training took a little bit of a back seat right, right. Uh, and when uh, cycling is a un- uh, very unforgiving sport for that matter even running i think yeah. right so if you are not putting in the work you are not going to uh, progress right so i've seen myself stagnating and um, um and uh, coupled with these um, you know yearly kind of downturns with uh, me gaining weight and losing fitness and stuff they both together uh, began to play with my mind a lot you know play on my mind it's a lot of mental stress you know say because i started feeling like um, you know i'm coaching all these people right uh, to get well uh, to get better on the bike but what am i myself doing right so i am falling off the wagon i am not focusing on my on my own uh, training and i am falling off the wagon quite regularly so that kind of gave me this uh, complex right uh the uh the what is this um i felt like an imposter right that that imposter syndrome that you know i kept pounding at my uh, uh, inner like you know really badly and i i began that did not help much you know i kept i began to suffer more and uh, Uh, but um, during this pandemic i think this pandemic kind of gave me uh, uh, some time to 
really sit and think about it because i don't have to uh, ride you know get my workout done in the morning uh, get on the bike to go uh, to office come back and in the evening uh, sit and see what is uh, what are all my athletes doing uh, and the coaching thing and it's it's a never ending cycle right so but this uh, pandemic uh, sometimes i didn't even have the morning workout so you know i it, it, there is no commute involved and so i had a little bit of time and uh, uh, energy and and really sat down and introspected so what is it uh, you know that i want to do with coaching what is it that i want to do as an athlete and what is it that i want to uh, you know actually do in the workplace right uh, i began to introspect and uh, say okay so this is what i want to do you know i i really enjoy uh, helping people and i really enjoy um, uh i i have no other um, uh choice but to stay fit because uh, if i don't i will fall sick again and that is not i i don't want to be at that place uh, back again so i want to be really fit but also want to be an example for you know uh, a good working athlete right uh, so and i don't i actually more than being an example i want to get rid of that imposter syndrome mm. so i want to um, make sure that i am doing the best i can with with uh, given all the constraints mm. right so that when i am coaching someone i am doing it in with a clear mind right. i don't have that nagging uh, uh, imposter syndrome at the back of my mind right mm-hmm. so i i want to be genuinely be of service right. so so all this introspection most of it actually happened while i am on the trainer okay <laughs> right so one fine day that this thought about i was listening to one of the podcasts i guess and said um, that that guy asked what do you uh, what is it that you would love doing even if someone did not pay for it mm-hmm. or even if someone even if no one was watching it mm-hmm. because at the start no one cares right if you start when you start something uh, then i told myself uh, okay i like helping people and um, i like telling telling stories and uh, i myself need some uh, you know growth mindset to say to stay on track right uh, i i want to help if i look to help some someone like me then i think i will do i will feel better and i will also stay on the course mm-hmm. so and then who is someone like me i asked myself and then that uh, okay i am working and i also see myself as an athlete and that name of the working athlete came into the uh, mind and uh, immediately i got off the bike after the workout of course and uh, started uh, you know sketching the idea of, about the, you know for the podcast so the podcast idea came uh, you know um, out of my own suffering uh, both figuratively and literally uh, 
uh, while on uh, working out yeah. on the trainer and trying to get rid of my own suffering and oh, trying to great. stay stay the course that's great yeah i mean for people who are listening to this it that is what it is right because yeah. if you're going to be at something for a long time you are yeah. going to have your ups and downs mentally mostly right yeah and you have to reinvent the game all the time and yeah, so you can get back now you found the podcast you're back in the game and the same thing with me because you know i've been running for like 12 years i've gone through there years where you like say why am i doing this you know <laughs> sometimes you look at those folks who, who are not running who are not bicycling they have a good life they have no problems uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so why am i doing this again <laughs> yeah. so then you have to you have to again uh, but innately we know that this yeah. gives us joy it gives us happiness Absolutely. yeah it keeps us sharp so yeah. we pull ourselves we got to reinvent the game and then you're back in the game so that that's yeah. that's a great a great lesson there right yeah this is this is something that centers us right mm-hmm. this is something that keeps us focused and keeps us going right yeah. so if you know i don't know what happens when you lose that center right so that's yeah. uh, that's what um, uh, keeps us going i guess absolutely uh, you know i'm reading this book called the atomic habits i don't know if you read that Oh man absolutely i i i read it and i actually listened to the audio book um, a, a couple of times yeah. and it's a, it's an absolute game changer you know the uh, the great point that uh, he, a lot of ton of ton of things but yeah. one mantra that nowadays keeps me going is never miss a workout twice okay right? so Ne- never never miss it twice in a row so even if uh, that kind of what that does is um it is you know it is okay to have uh, one off days mm-hmm. but don't let it become a habit yeah. if you if you let it uh, go twice thrice it becomes a habit and it yeah. picks up its own momentum and yeah. becomes you know you become a laggard again yeah. right yeah. so he has that point about uh, never li- uh, miss twice never yeah. miss yeah. twice yeah. i think is the phrase and uh, that kind of uh, keeps uh, keeps me in check nowadays and Perfect. it's a great mantra to have i think Perfect. never miss yeah. twice absolutely yeah. you know i have not reached that far the book but so yeah. far in what i've read one of my takeaways was when you approach a habit from a perspective of an identity mm-hmm. there is a fundamental shift in identity then your systems that you develop and the habits that happen after that becomes a natural flow so just coming yeah. back to you know your story mm-hmm. you your fundamental identity is, is that of a cyclist Yeah. you know you could you could you may have those bad days you may have bad months and but because you have constituted yourself as a bicyclist you get back on track and you know I, i'm just correlating the two uh, frameworks no, here no that's that's a great point that's a great point because you know even i i after i read the book i um, that that is another thing that really helped me Yeah. because i was talking about um, um seeing myself as that fat dude right mm. right when i uh, that kind of kept uh, uh, resulting in those uh, slippages every year right so 
now what i am working on is that precisely that identity right so precisely getting rid of that fat dude identity yeah, yeah. right yeah. so that you know instead replacing that with an identity of a lean athlete who is disciplined yeah. and uh, who uh, who you know um, does well right yeah. so when you when you are uh, uh, when you nail that identity rest of the habits fall in line with that identity whatever whenever you are doing something you it will uh, be in line with that identity yeah. otherwise if you were if you are subconsciously looking yourself as that fat dude what does that fat dude yeah. do yeah. he loves biryani and goes about uh, it uh, <laughs> every yeah. goes at it every day so yeah. but what is what does this lean athlete uh, you know who is disciplined do okay he maybe he still loves biryani but only does it once in a while right yeah. Yeah. and uh, eats healthily most of the time yeah. so yeah and i must say identity is Yeah. yeah so i would also add that um you know one of the things that in today's world people deal with is body image and yeah they're all all kind of body types and i i i just want to make sure that people who are listening to this mm. get it in the right context it's not really oh. about you know it's not bad to be someone who is chubby it's not i, no. I think we got to be clear about it yeah. uh, there are different body types mm. but mentally no matter how you look if mm. you think you are a particular way mm. you're not going to have a great experience and that's what you're in a way saying that that is uh, absolutely right you know that that is something that uh, you know when i'm uh, uh, saying uh, that and uh, when i'm referring to a fat dude or something i am referring to my old self where who is who has been uh, suffering with that those health yeah. issues Correct. Correct. It, that health is the primary thing for me Correct. Correct. more than the body image Correct. Correct. because yeah. uh, that is what kept uh, keeps me going even now you know that is what keeps gives me nightmares right yeah. Yeah. those sleepless nights those painful days right yeah. that that is something you know that i want to get rid of right yeah. Yeah. leave leave it behind and <clears throat> say okay uh get rid of those nightmares and then now f- shift the focus from yeah. shift the identity from that uh, guy who was suffering all those things to yeah. a more healthy person right yeah, yeah. terrific Absolutely. so uh you know so i it's great that you started this podcast and youtube channel so what do you find is the most challenging part of uh running a podcast um i know so yeah i think the easy part is uh, you know talking to people right i i love in, you know i enjoy uh, talking to people and you know getting to know them and trying to uh, get others to know them right but uh, i think i am still working on uh, uh, the process of uh, say editing and stuff like that and uh, trying to get a hang of it and i need to streamline a lot of things so that um, it is sustainable right uh, is the same thing uh, when it comes to work or workout or anything if it is not sustainable you can't 
you can't keep doing it uh, for a long time yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah i'm trying to streamline those processes so that i can keep it sustainable keep it going because i want to keep keep doing it for a long time yeah, yeah. no i agree i think you're right i think for me also the production side of it is where a lot of uh, i've had to learn it uh, yeah. stumbling on you look at somebody's and then say oh, how did that person do this and you come back do research there's nobody yeah. who's uh, kind of taught me so you just self taught to keep moving forward but yeah i yeah, i am still like i haven't i don't have an intro or outro or all that stuff uh, yet so i said okay let me get started all those things will yeah. come and uh, we'll figure it out when it you know when yeah, i have yeah, time yeah yeah terrific so um i want to get into some kind of uh, i have a few questions that i want to ask you one is if you can uh, uh, if you were to pick three mantras which you would starters mistakes which you mm-hmm. want to share with the audience saying three things right uh, mm-hmm. top three uh, mantras you would suggest people should can take on not make the same mistakes you make yeah yeah so uh, too much too soon is a, a big thing i think when so is there like a yardstick in your thumb rule in, in cycling like in running we have a 10% rule right so if you are mm-hmm. starting to run uh, we say that your mileage must not increase more than 10% in a week yeah so if you're starting yeah. with 10 miles this week you mustn't go so is there something like that in cycling so, yeah i think that 10% rule would still apply for cycling as well because um, yeah cycling is a little more forgiving than running in terms of it's not it's a low impact sport but still that um, it's a lot of repetitive uh, you know actions right uh, still i think 10% rule is uh, uh, still holds don't build too much uh, too soon um, i did that uh, i learned the hard way by injuring myself i think i did my first 100 km ride two months into my uh, riding and some people do it in first month or you know even first week but uh, you you got to be prudent about it i uh, ended up having uh, having an injury that uh, didn't let me ride for a couple of more months okay. so yeah it it was it ha- it has more to do with the bike and the you know all the wobbly pedals and all that that i was riding in but still you got to keep that in mind that you know you should be building gradually okay yeah um and then uh, uh, so don't get bogged down uh, about uh, thinking about equipment so you know um, don't get bogged down about the constraints uh, that you have oh, i don't have a road bike i don't have a uh, a power meter i don't have a, a you know this fancy garmin or mm-hmm. that kind so those those things are not going to um, uh, ride for you the, the, those those are not going to give you that fitness those are they, those are good to have those are nice things to have uh, a better bike will uh, make you a little more faster Uh, but uh, apart from that it's not going to uh, say make you lot more fitter right it it will definitely make you faster um, but that that those are the things don't don't uh, get bogged down uh, w- uh, about the things that you don't have start with what you have 
and uh, eventually you can uh, maybe uh, afford them or you know just to buy them yeah third one you said oh, third one <laughs> okay and the third one would be uh, i would say uh, whatever you decide um, like i said never miss twice like uh, so building consistency building habits um i i i would say two part uh, you know maybe even a fourth one i would give uh, think about consistency and long term right whatever you do don't do don't just think about uh, short term and think about long term what 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 do you want to do uh, when you uh, how long do you want to do this i want to be able to ride when i am like uh, 80 or 90 mm-hmm. so as i i i look at it that way and uh, keep yeah long think long term keep keep things sustainable and uh, uh, keep at it don't miss uh, do, uh, never miss twice also is another mantra yeah all right so uh, i got two more quick segments one is uh, what are your two 2021 goals what are you up to yeah 2021 uh, goals i have um, uh, the my only goal this 2021 is um, doing well in a couple of races that i uh, that are uh, that i have decided uh, unfortunately most of them are going to be local i think mm-hmm. because uh, still uh, travel is an issue uh, but uh, doing well in those um, but more importantly staying consistent and uh, not, uh, not the big goal for this year is going to be not letting that downturn a uh, downturn in performance and uh, so the spike in weight <laughs> so <laughs> keeping those in check yeah All right, I've got one last segment. I want to do some rapid fire with you. Let's All right. Fun. Okay. So, ready? Yeah. What's your favorite cycling gadget? <laughs> cycling gadget? Huh? Mm, I think Garmin, my uh, cycle computer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's your fantasy bike? and how much oh, does man. it cost <laughs> oh fantasy bike uh, i am uh, i'm actually pretty bad at this because there are so many so many uh, good bikes out there um i uh, right now i am kind of uh, fantasizing about a gravel bike um uh, that uh, the, my current uh, you know uh, uh, brand chapter 2 has uh, chapter 2 gravel bike i'm fantasizing about that but um, yeah a lot lot of lot of great bikes out there uh, that I, that i really fancy about right, but right. yeah that that gravel bike i think costs uh, about 3 uh, to 4 lakhs to okay. uh, <laughs> but hope they are listening mm-hmm. and they give you a discount i'm just kidding <laughs> and 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 they're not paying us to talk about yeah this. yeah no no and and gravel bikes are getting pretty mainstream now i mean every cyclist i speak to gravel bikes it's all about gravel bikes mm-hmm. okay um what's your favorite post ride binge <laughs> my favorite post ride binge would be a nice biryani <laughs> which one mutton or chicken 
um i don't recognize chicken biryani i <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a biryani <laughs> okay. mutton biryani yeah okay that's a good one you are you are from hyderabad so i should have just guessed that um what's your what's been your most memorable ride so far my most memorable ride uh, it's difficult to say one but a um, uh, couple of them my first tfn is my the most memorable definitely and then uh, 2016 uh, may one of the road races uh, where where spectrum racing uh, we were on pod- top step of the podium on all the categories um, so that was uh, memorable i was not on the podium but i helped the team get on the podium on all those three steps so that was a very memorable ride as well nice yeah nice terrific what's been your toughest ride so far oh toughest ride so far is that ride uh, uh, fixie ride up kalahati in 2011 the toughest day of my life yeah that's a very <laughs> easy one <laughs> all right all right cool uh, venki i think we are kind of coming up to the end of our conversation i i really enjoyed uh walking through the memory lane with you uh, in terms of what you've been going through uh, how you built your career in cycling and your journey uh, wish you you know all the best for 2021 and beyond hope to see you doing great stuff uh, hope to see you see more content on your youtube channel and uh, the vlogs especially i love those vlogs you know all of us get to be in tfn without having to be there so thank you for that and wish you all the best thank you santosh thank you for having me it's been a great uh, great time uh, you know li- reliving those memories and uh, thanks again for having me on the show all right i'll let you go and have a fantastic weekend thank you bye